0: Welcome back to the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast, the podcast that reviews new restaurants in and around St. Louis. My name is Nick, and today I am joined my 12 o'clock position directly in front of me. No by... one cares. I want everyone to <laughs> close your eyes, set the stage in your mind, and yeah. also, Travis, I ask you not to speak until I introduce you. <laughs> I'm
1: sure it's a great surprise to everyone that I'm here. <laughs>
0: Every episode has one new listener,
1: Travis. (laughs) That's Um, generous. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, This is Travis.
1: Hello. Hey.
0: And uh, to my three o'clock position, beside me to my right.
2: I'm Francie. Hey, Francie.
0: Travis and I actually saw each other the past three days. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty... Sick of each other? Is that
1: fair? So I thought maybe it was a new record, but I then remembered we used to work in an office together every (laughs) single day. So it's probably not a new record. But since COVID, I think it's a new record.
0: Yeah. On the second day, as we were leaving, I was like, "I
1: guess I'll see you tomorrow." And he's
0: like, "And Sunday." And I was like, "Oh
1: God!" My (laughs) corumba. Well, uh, we saw each other two days in a row because Gotham and X was nice enough to invite us out on Saturday, but Nick and I thought they invited us on Friday, so we saw each other two days in a row for that one.
2: One day just to show up and see a sign that said, not open?
1: Uh, One day to check in and then say, your reservations for tomorrow. Ah, okay.
2: (laughs) I know
0: you think that this is my fault, but there was a miscommunication.
2: Did I say anything?
0: (laughs) Stop looking at me like that. Today we also have special guests that I want to get to right away.
1: At like your one thirty position. <laughs> At my
0: one thirty. So if you remember where Travis is, he's to his left. Uh, this guest is, he's an ambassador for Deerbergs and the new 21C Art Hotel in Midtown and their restaurant Idlewolf. He's easily one of the best Instagram follows that we have. If you want to know Good Food in St. Louis, definitely look for him. Uh, last month... He met Nelly to help him promote his new moonshine, Mo Shine. So by definition he's cooler than everyone else in this room. Steven Diedrich, aka Stephen Eats Saint Louis, welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'd already dating. forgotten that I had met Nellie. <laughs> my life is just so cool.
0: <laughs> my wife has a thing that she says that anyone in St. Louis is allowed to pretend that they've met Nellie, but you have photographic proof of I it. I do so.
3: have a photo with him yeah. holding his new moonshine.
0: So this is a new segment I have called Internet Stalking, where, <laughs> where I talk to you about things that I uh, have learned about you, even though that we've just formally met for the first Great. time. So.
1: I mean, you've been doing this for, like, 12 years, so yeah, yeah. now we're making it a <laughs> Finally, we get you on the show.
3: I can't wait to learn about myself. Now
1: that the restraining order's lifted, we can yeah. make it a segment on the podcast. So
0: I saw that you recently had a honeymoon. Late congratulations. Yes, thank you. And that was in Greece, and uh, beautiful pictures. I have to say, I'm very jealous. I've had three Greek roommates in my lifetime, and worked in a Greek restaurant. Yeah, and I've never been to Greece, so... How was that? How was the food? Do you have any favorite Mediterranean spots in St. Louis? What's your feeling about Mediterranean food?
3: Uh, my feeling is yes, always. <laughs> <laughs> um, to start there, I think one of my favorites, my husband and I found Jay's Pizzeria yes. a couple years ago, just after we had moved here and fell quickly in love with it. Yeah. Um, so highly recommend that always to everyone. But Greece itself was beautiful, amazing, great views especially on uh, we were in Athens for part of it and Santorini and Santorini the island just sunset views every dinner hiking up and down these mountains basically.
0: I feel like I've never seen a picture of it raining in Greece.
3: It did rain it, a little bit. It, yeah. yeah. I didn't but, take pictures of it, though, so yeah. that's maybe why you don't <laughs> no, yeah. see pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to take pictures
1: of the rainy days in Greece, Nick.
3: So did you have a lot of seafood while you were there? I tried to capitalize on eating as much seafood as I could while I was there because, you know, we aren't touching water here. And so while I get seafood sometimes in St. Louis, I knew that it was going to be some real good seafood there. Mm, yeah. yeah, so I guess Mississippi catfish doesn't really count. It <laughs> doesn't count as much.
1: <laughs> you have to really seek out seafood in St. Louis because, you know, it's not like, oh, I'll pop into a local like corner diner in St. Louis. Oh, they're offering clams. I'll have that. <laughs> it's like, nope, nope. Avoid those.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Now, you mentioned
0: Mississippi Catfish. You lived in New Orleans for a
3: while, right? I did. I moved here from New Orleans just over two years ago.
0: That's kind of crazy to me. I feel like I've been following you for longer than that. And I was going back through your feed, and I was like, what's all this New Orleans crap? (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, that's like one of the most famous food cities in America. And And they are
2: sister city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do
0: you miss it?
3: I miss it a lot yeah. it is not where i was born and raised but it's where i lived before here it's where i started this food instagram page it's where mm. my husband and i like lived together for the first time we got engaged while we lived there we got married there so it's a city that will always always mean a lot to me and us so yeah. i definitely miss it and especially a lot of the food there but fortunately there's a lot of good food here when yeah. i moved here that was one of my biggest Hesitancies. I was like, I don't know if the food's gonna live up to it. And, and yeah. I mean, as a city does it, probably not, but I can find everything I need here too. Yeah. So
2: when you want New Orleans style food, what's your favorite place to go to here?
3: I'll be honest, I haven't been to a lot of them. A lot of people tell me that Broadway Oyster Bar would be the one to go to, and I still haven't been in these past couple years. How about Sister Cities, speaking I also of... have not been. Oh, that's my... Put them on your list. Yeah. Yes, on it's my so list. Good. It's on my list I could feel for you sure.
1: teeing that up when you said they're a Sister City. <laughs> I
3: was like, bring up Sister <laughs> it's Cities. It's a good
1: one. <laughs> what made you want to start your account?
3: So when I was living in New Orleans, I had been posting some food on like my personal Instagram page, and I was like, I think... Most of my followers are friends who do not live here with me, so they don't care about this food, so why don't I just start this separate second page, see what happens, never had any expectations or goals with it, and it grew into something I never thought it could in terms of relationships that I had with chefs and restaurants and other Instagram people. Nelly. And Nelly. I mean, that happened because of Instagram, yes, so... Um, yeah, that's really why I started was just like, okay, let me take the food off my personal page and just put it on the side.
1: I have a theory that every food Instagrammer also has one of the most boring personal Instagram pages you'll ever find. Cause I know that's the case for all three of us. Yeah. We have this amazing food Instagram that we post and update all the time. And I think I last updated my personal one, like six months ago. So. Yeah.
3: The food one definitely <laughs> gets a lot more attention from me. <laughs> it's
0: a full-time hobby.
3: So today, we're talking
0: about Menya Rui, Rui, damn it. (laughs) Might as well just start it off (laughs) mispronouncing. I said before we started recording that I'm going to put a jar out, and every time I mispronounce something, I'm going to put a dollar into it, so... And
1: Um, then we can take a vacation to Greece.
0: (laughs) All right, so somebody keep track of that. Um, Menya Rui was your choice, Francie, I believe.
2: Yes, it was. It is really close to my house.
1: and I <laughs> The number one draw for Francie, close well, to her house. <laughs>
0: I
2: saw that it was going in. I read about it, and I thought, okay, this place sounds really great. And I cannot believe that I did not get there until no. we were going to be doing this podcast. Just- and now that I realize how great it is, I'm thinking I might go back this evening.
1: Oh, wow. I had never heard of this place. And every person I mention it to is like, oh, that place is amazing. And it's like, how does everyone know about this place? I've never heard of it before in my life. Shows
2: how much attention you pay to me because I brought it up (laughs) when it was going to be opening and said, this amazing place is going in near my house and I want it on our list.
1: That's fair. Okay,
2: so and they've been open a little over a year. They opened in spring of 2022. The owner and chef is named Steve Pursley, and he named it. The two words, Menya, is the generic Japanese term for noodle shop, and Rui is his name in Japanese. And he spent a lot of his early years in Okinawa, where his mother is from. His parents met when his father was stationed there in the Navy and ramen isn't the typical noodle style in okinawa they generally have soba noodles but he remembered enjoying ramen for the first time as a small child visiting an uncle in tokyo and then when he was 10 years old a little culture shock uh, the family settled in union missouri
1: oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, that Osaka to (laughs) Union, Missouri pipeline. Okinawa, actually. Ah. But
2: he worked in restaurants off and on growing up. Um, But he was studying poli sci and intended to go to law school. Then his life took a major turn and he went off to Japan to study ramen. And he wound up being there for three years, lived in two cities, worked in several shops and learned different styles. And after he came back to the U.S., He worked in several restaurants and honed his own ramen style by hosting pop-up dinners, none of which I ever knew about or surely would have attempted to attend. But he spent about a year looking for the perfect location. He wanted a small shop to be in the style of a typical Japanese noodle shop and finally found one. It's the former F&B Eatery, kind of short-lived. They were famous for great hamburgers. But it's uh, on Hampton at the corner of Marquette, kind of Caddy corner to Tillis Park. And they have a small shop and a big parking lot.
1: I mean, that's points for it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so full disclosure, this was my first time ever having ramen that didn't come out of the brick in, you know, the 25 cent thing you get from Schnucks. Wow.
0: That's not too shocking, actually, though. I was going to ask you guys about this, like, I actually didn't have the 99 cent Maruchan or whatever it's called, ramen, until I was in
1: college, I think. If you're paying 99 cents, you're getting ripped off. They
2: should be <laughs> yeah, like weren't they 10 like 10 cents. for a dollar? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but when I did discover them, I ate them up and lived off of them when I was a poor college student. But I did have friends who were like international students that introduced me to like the wide world of instant ramen that's actually pretty good. And wanted to bring that up because there's... I'm in University City and right in the epicenter of Asian grocery stores and so within five minutes I can go to like 10 different places that have instant ramen and like every time I go I'm like one of these, one of these, one of these and just get the variety pack and love it.
2: So about as far from those bricks of noodles Uh,
0: a hey, point
1: that was <laughs> kept us alive, so let's not <laughs> well, despair too yeah. much.
2: <laughs> Brick noodles and sodium, but uh, a point of pride and differentiation for this place is they make their own noodles in house, and uh, it's a really labor intensive process, but it gives them creative freedom to tailor the noodles to each of their dishes. And you can see their noodle machine through an interior window at the far end of the dining room.
0: Oh, so that's, I, that's what what's that
2: back was. there. Oh. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, I was going to say, like, actual proper ramen, I don't think I had until... It was definitely when I lived in St. Louis, but I feel like it was like five to ten years ago, there was a kind of ramen boom here, Mm -hmm. and I think that's probably when I had it for the first time. Stephen, what's your history with ramen? Yeah,
3: I grew up in Southern California, so a lot of diversity within the Asian community and different foods there, so I feel like I had it. I mean, I definitely have had a lot of those bricks of ramen, especially in college. (laughs) But I think, like you said, didn't really know how much diversity existed, even within the cheap bricks of ramen. We Mm -hmm. always think about, like, you know, there's the chicken flavor, the beef flavor, the veggie flavor, (laughs) three different colors at the main grocery store.
0: (laughs) Chili with lime. That's my go-to. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's
3: so many flavors (laughs) and add-ons. And I think even that market has boomed so much of, like, the Freeze dried noodles or, or just dried noodles.
1: I went out to Global Foods and I always liked the spicy ramen from the little bricks you get at Schnooks. And so I saw that they had a spicy ramen at Global Foods and I was like, I'll get that one. And to say it's a different level of spice <laughs> is an understatement. I took one bite and I was like, oh, they really mean it. Yelp mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> reviews? Sure. All right.
1: Oh, Yelp.
3: Yelp.
0: Mm, yep. so currently, Menya Rui is at 4.6 out of 5 stars with 104 reviews.
1: The first one is from Diana H. from Clayton, Missouri. She gave it 5 out of 5 stars and said this place has a super small interior and there was a line out the door to wait or be seated, but it was so worth it. The line moves relatively fast for small parties, and I wouldn't recommend this for larger ones. I started with the chicken, which was cooked so well and tasted amazing. I also went with the chili ramen and had a dandy little flavor party in my mouth. Is that why you made me read this one? Great. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, I, can I get a clean take of that? <laughs> dandy little flavor party in my mouth. I could have had it a bit more spicy, but it was still quite good.
2: Okay, Michael P. of Louisiana, Missouri also gave it 5 out of 5 and said...
1: Wait, were you from Louisiana actually or Louisiana,
3: Missouri? (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) New Orleans, Louisiana, Missouri. (laughs) They're They're so similar. It's just a street in Louisiana, Missouri. Well, Michael
2: said, never thought the best fried chicken I've ever had would come from a ramen restaurant. But here we are. Travis looks confused, but I know he got. The-
1: yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> as soon as I stopped looking confused, I was like, "Wait, I oh, yeah. heard that." Yeah,
0: that was an advertiser. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> Lastly, Yupeng L, who is an elite 2023 Yelp user, are you? elite on Yelp? Do you Yelp? I am Yelp? not. No? Everyone
3: always asks me that because yeah. I think there's a lot of overlap lot with of food Instagrams and Yelp, but I just I don't yeah. take the time to write Yelp reviews. Gosh,
2: I'm so not. I didn't even know there was a category of elite
0: Yelp user. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there's like a club and I kind of want to be in it because they get invited to certain things Yeah, they things do a lot stuff. of free events yeah.
3: at not just restaurants, but all businesses all over the city. Yeah. God. Boy, you aspirational. just have to start reviewing food.
0: And, <laughs> and well, here's the thing is, we have a Yelp account, but I I did it under Eat Me in St. Louis, and you have to have your real name,
1: and I'm just like...
2: Well, now you're going to have to change it at the state level on your license. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> That's exactly where I went to, not change the Yelp. It's like, well, your name has to be
2: Eat yeah. Me in St. Louis.
1: Now.
0: Did you see the thing about Subway?
2: Oh, yeah. If somebody changes their name to Subway, they get free Subway for life, yeah. which if you eat Subway every day, isn't going to be that long. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought that was pretty funny though, because it's actually a joke in the TV show community that there's a character whose name is Subway and he's like walking branded content, and then I don't know, 10 years later, they took it all the way with it. Yeah, this is the world we live in. Okay. Yupang <laughs> says, uh, four out of five stars. There was one, I usually look for a negative review. There was one that was like a one star. I didn't
1: like it. I feel like every time we read a negative review, we spend a lot of time just making fun of it. What's the wrong with review? that yeah, person? <laughs> and,
0: and yeah, I think they just had a bad experience and had a bad day. Like that time you gave a one star review to Balkan Tree Box. Okay, l- Yupang says. Mistakes. <laughs> Surprisingly good ramen, especially compared to other spots in St. Louis. Their most outstanding feature is their broth, which is very rich and tasty. The ramen, and I feel like that's what you judge ramen by is the broth. Uh, the ramen was delicious, although the portion is definitely on the smaller side. For $15, you get one slice of pork. Egg is extra. That's one that I've got beef with. Like, mm-hmm. I really want that egg to be in there. And I forgot to add it this past time, and I really missed it. But...
2: Um, I have a theory about the egg. Okay. I think the reason that they charge for it is because there were probably some people who didn't want the egg and then it was would be left and it was so wasteful to waste this oh, beautifully yeah. done egg that if you want it, you ask for it
3: kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's mm. fair. That would've totally been me. I wouldn't I'm not a big egg like mm. yeah. person. So mm-hmm.
3: I love that's, that runny yolk and eggs yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always
1: get angies, so
0: <laughs> it's the only reason I bring her is to get that extra egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, uh, for $15, you get one slice of pork, egg is extra, which feels a bit miserly, but at least the quality is there. Their chicken karage was all right. It's very lively inside. Service is extremely fast, and I'm always happy to see more places adopt the QR code menu and payment system. Seating is extremely limited, blah, 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 blah. Stephen, how do you feel about QR codes?
3: I like them. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I enjoy interacting with people. But sometimes I'm like, no, let me just like do my thing. Then it makes it easier on them. Yeah, I can get in and out, yeah.
0: We, we differ because I don't enjoy interacting with people, but I do like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, there's a simplicity to it, and there's like less points where something can go wrong, you know, if it's going straight to the kitchen. Um, I like when you can order on an app and things like that where you can be fussy and change things, although this place isn't the place to be fussy, really. It, it seems.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just have to say this being an audio medium, I wish you could have seen me, Stephen, and Francie's faces when you said the portions aren't very big. We were oh, all like, what?
3: Yeah, that person is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's a good point. That must have been a
2: very, very hungry person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, what bathtub did you want them to wheel out to you?
2: Okay, let's talk about our experience. <laughs>
0: even what was your first time going here
3: oh gosh it was a while ago now probably late 2022 went with a friend um saw the line you know i had heard and seen pictures of the line mm-hmm. which i thought would be intimidating but like everyone says moves super quickly it does like do not be intimidated by that line if you see it out there um we ordered both of those appetizers the cucumbers and the karage. um It was really quick, really sweet people who worked there. Um, I just I really love the experience of it all.
0: Yeah, the the first time I went, I was with my mom, and she was here for about a week. And I like did a food tour of the city. It was just like all we did was go to different restaurants. And I think I kind of pushed her um, comfort zone a little bit because she. uh, I took her to an Indian place. So it was a little bit spicy, and then this was her first time eating ramen, and and so there was a lot of like uh, new things. And I I have to say, like one of the th- the things you mentioned was that he was looking for a smaller shop that could capture the atmosphere of like a Japanese ramen shop. And it, I having not been to Japan, I <laughs> I will say it kind of has that feeling where it's just like. It's a just a little space. You can see into the back. That there's a guy standing at the door who like welcomes you and like make sure you know where you're going. I'm sure a lot of people are are having ramen for their first time. And yeah, with Travis, it's like you asked me like, Had, "Have you eaten ramen?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I um, think my exact words were,
1: "How do I eat this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and yeah, they have uh, they have water by the door. You can go and get your own cups, and they have napkins and chopsticks over there. Um, and I think they bring you one of the, like, deep soup spoons mm-hmm. with the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, in my history with ramen, yeah. I was told to just don't worry about it. Get messy. Slurp it up. You know, you can pick up the bowl, and it's not improper. I don't know if that's, like, fully, if everyone agrees with that, <laughs> but that's what
3: I was taught. I agree with that. Okay.
0: And so, yeah, I, t- I told Travis this, and uh, then at the end of the meal, I was like, I'm just kidding. I, you look like an ass in front of all these <laughs>
2: Look around, man. Read the room. <laughs> so I brought a crew with me because I wanted to be able to you know, sample. And I did, we didn't actually try each other's food, but I wanted to be able to hear about a variety of things. So they we, tell
1: you on the website to not bring an entourage. Yeah. To <laughs> okay.
2: So I will tell you they prefer parties of four or fewer because this place only seats 24. So there were four of us, me, Maggie, Deb, and John. And we each got something different. We studied up a little bit ahead of time. You
0: got the whole menu. It sounds
2: like. And um, they, the website provides simple, clear directions on how the service works. So if you, you know, take a moment to look at it ahead of time, you know, your your comfort level will be there. And be sure to look at the hours because they're limited. Dinner only um, Thursday through Sunday from five to ten p.m. But there's also a limited menu, two appetizers, three styles of ramen, and three other dishes. So it doesn't take long to familiarize yourself. I actually looked up some of the things ahead of time so that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to ask. So we were prepared. You know, As I said, I live near there, and every time I drive past, there's always a line out the door. And so the date that we had planned to go was um, the record-setting hottest day of the last like 360 years, I think, they said on the news. And uh, so we thought, well, maybe, you know, look at us. We're going to stand outside in a hot line to go inside and have hot soup but maybe the line will be shorter <laughs> and actually it was it turned out to be perfect so yeah when we got there there was only a couple people in line ahead of us and really within minutes we were in the door and the person asked if it was our first time and we said yes and you know quickly we, there were four seats together for us we got our water our paper towels our chopsticks you know the QR code i will say for whatever reason and i have AT&T it's not some obscure service uh, but i could not order in the restaurant. (laughs) They... Did you have the same thing yes, happen to you? I
1: thought it was my phone. I thought,
2: yeah. So the three of them, they're on a family plan. So they were all looking at the menu and did it, and I'm like waiting. So finally I went and stood outside in the parking lot and then I had no problem at all and, and got my order in ahead of theirs. Eventually. I asked
1: Nick what the Wi-Fi password was and he looked at me like I was the biggest jackass he'd ever <laughs> said. And I'm like, what is wrong with me asking for the Wi-Fi password?
2: There, you but are vindicated, Travis. <laughs> Just so
0: you know, the Wi-Fi password is under the QR code. <laughs>
2: Okay, I didn't see that either, and I'm like, "It's AT and T. What's happening here?" Um, but anyway, Man, you so you love AT and T. Uh, oh, you know how much I love them. Yeah, um, it you know was very easy to get in, to get set up, to get your order in, and then um, when the I had warned everyone, when your food comes, it's going to be so tempting just to dig in, but please give me a moment to take a picture of everything. So they were you know they were great. And, um, they don't bring every dish at the same time. And, um, and so I said something like, okay, wait. And I jumped up with, and the person who brought our food said, you know, it's, it's a ramen shop courtesy to begin eating as soon as your food arrives. Oh, wow. Oh, so no. I felt like I had committed this faux pas <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they can eat in one second. <laughs> you know, I just have to get a picture of it first. Oh man. So yeah, you're just supposed to start eating the moment they bring, cause they want you to like slurp it up and move along.
0: Yeah, on their website they have some just general rules of etiquette. This place doesn't mess around there. No reservations, no to go orders, as you mentioned no large parties, they only have 24 seats and no vegetarian options. <laughs> They're like this is how we do it. We have these things. We do it really well. Deal with it. But they mention on the website that just, you know, move along quickly if there's a line. I should also say that if there's a line out the door, that just means there is a line. Like there's just no room inside. Yeah. The, yeah. So if there's just like one or two people standing there, that doesn't mean it's crazy. You're going to get seated. And,
2: and it is better out. to have the line at the door because nobody wants to enjoy their meal while a line is hovering like directly behind them, breathing yeah. down their neck.
0: And if you're, you know, somebody with the, the slightest bit of empathy while you're eating, you're going to be aware that there are people waiting and you're going to move along. It's not a place to hang out and digest yeah. your food.
1: So you Uh went on the hottest day of the year. I went on the day before, which was still (laughs) part of that heat wave. And like I said, I had never heard of this place before we recorded. And so I pulled up at five minutes until five, they open at five o'clock and I see a line waiting outside of this restaurant and it is at least 105 degrees outside. And I'm like, what is this place I'm about to go into that people will stand in line in over 100 degree weather before it opens to get in
0: yeah and that's a thursday or yeah yeah it was thursday pretty much so, every day they're open people are going to be there at five o'clock
1: and nick and i went together you go in i feel bad for him i think they had like a water line break or something but they had oh yeah there was water dripping mm-hmm. from pipes and i was like Oh man, it's like almost like a nice little waterfall feature you have going here, <laughs> but uh Nick and I sat at the bar like facing the window, so if there was going to be a line, Nick and I would have to look those people in the face as they stood in line waiting for us to finish. And I will say by 5:15, that place was packed. Like it it was full. I was like, "Who is eating at 5:15 on a Thursday?" Like I I always think of dinner as like 6.30 to, like, 8.30 at oh, night. you're
3: so continental. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually saw a New York Times or something article last week. I only read the headline, but it said 5 p.m. is the new 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. And uh, that people are trending eating earlier, which actually I thought it was my husband and I getting just, like, slightly older, you know, we like to eat a little <laughs> earlier. Like, I mean, we're in our 30s, not that old. But still, that I felt very validated when I saw that headline because we have been loving eating at five
1: my wife saw the same headline for movie theaters like they're moving movie times earlier mm-hmm. because they're getting a lot more success. People going to like four and five o'clock movies than like the nine and ten o'clock shows.
3: I saw Barbie at nine thirty a.m. last weekend. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was like, if we're awake, we might as well go in the morning. <laughs> no one's there.
0: Can we segue on this for a second? Because I saw it at three o'clock, and I got several laughs out of these kids laughing at jokes that I would not think that they had any idea what it was. Where it would be just kind of a mature joke. And these little kids are just like giggling and wailing over it. And I'm just like,
2: why wow, did the they-? sophistication of <laughs> yeah, the younger <laughs> people? Okay, no spoilers because I'm going to a Tuesday matinee coming up Ooh, to see Barbie. God. So
3: I hope you love it.
0: It's very good. What were we talking about? <laughs> the
3: experience. <laughs> it filled up at 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's all. Then we'll get to the food. Yeah.
0: Oh, but I did want to say just about the quick eating thing. They mentioned on the website that in Japan, people typically eat ramen in... Five to ten
2: minutes, it says on the website. I'm like...
1: that who are these people? Yeah, I mean, with the portion sizes, it's like, is it a challenge? Like, do they I, g- give you a free t shirt if you're out of there <laughs> five minutes?
0: So, when I first read that, I thought, hey, you guys need to slow down and like savor this a little bit. But then later, I read something about how, um, it's part of the culture because it's like, this is the, its golden moment, you know, like this is when it's hot and warm, and it's part of the reason they don't do to go orders is they want it enjoyed the way that they made it. If well, yeah, and the that's kill, the interesting yeah.
2: thing about ramen is that's why they don't do not do carryout orders, because All of the elements, all the components of the dish are kept separate, prepared individually until they assemble them all moments before they put it in front of you and they want you to eat it right in that golden moment. And if you got a carry out order, then it would all uh, do something that is unintended by the time it got home and you ate it. So, Call me
1: uncultured, but if you're giving me chopsticks, like anything I'm eating is gonna take at least 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Especially, you know, soup. (laughs)
0: Um, I didn't get reprimanded like you did, Francie, but I did feel like I did something that was wrong because um, I ordered two things when I went with Travis because Angie wasn't able to go with us and I wanted to bring her home some. And they brought out the one that I got for her first and then said, let me know when you want the second one. And I said, oh, I'll just take it right now. And he looked disappointed in me. <laughs>
2: ah.
0: And then, you know, I packaged it up myself and everything. And I, I didn't actually know that they didn't do it. I've never seen until...
1: somebody get thrown out of a restaurant cartoon <laughs> style, but that's what they did to Nick. Just the heave-ho.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they installed some of those barn door things just to throw me through it. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about the food.
3: The Food.
0: Steven, it's been a minute for you. I don't know if you remember what you got when you first went there.
3: It has been a minute since that trip. Yeah. But I actually went a couple weeks ago. Okay. So Committed that f- researcher. Yes. Yeah. I, wanted to, I had been meaning to go back. So you all asking me to talk about this restaurant really was perfect. Um, first time I went, I got the skemmen, which is like the dipping ramen. So they give you a plate of noodles and broth on the side that you can dip it into. The broth is a lot stronger and more concentrated flavor, a lot saltier. And so that's why they ask that you dip a few noodles at a time and then, um, you know, slurp sort of up the noodles that way. And then this most recent time I got the pork shoyu ramen, I think is what mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. called on the menu. So I wanted to try something classic, broth with it. Um, and then both times I got the cucumbers and the chicken karage because don't skip the appetizers. That's what I always <laughs> tell people.
0: They are really good. I got, how do you say
3: the... I think it's skemmen. Skemmen. okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say, it doesn't look like
2: that on the menu. It no. looks like you would say tsukemen, mm-hmm. but apparently our resident expert says you sort of elide over the U. Elide? More quickly. Is that what you... Yeah, you... elide. You're okay. skipping over one letter, kind All of right. pushing the other two together. Francie's our writing expert,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> what do I'm you just, do, Travis? I just
1: like a few levels of dumbing it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I got that the first time I went, and some guy online just berated me for eating it wrong. But, uh, no, Stephen made a comment. Uh,
1: That's how we met (laughs) Stephen. This
0: is actually the reason that we invited you, was so that I could corner you and be like, what did you mean by that? All guests
1: on our podcast have trolled us online. (laughs)
0: We have so many guests to get in the future. <laughs> but no, I did exactly what you'd imagine. I started dipping it, and then I was just like, "Yeah, this is taking too long, and I like, just dumped everything oh together.
2: And You've committed two major faux pas <laughs> in that restaurant.
1: I don't know why you went through a very detailed explanation of how you're supposed to eat. Yes. I,
2: think, I they think they might have your picture behind the <laughs> counter. Watch out for this guy. It's it's
0: literally in the title. It's like dipping ramen. They're pretty clear about how you eat it. And I still was just
3: like, nah. And I saw this picture on Instagram and decided I needed to poke fun slightly (laughs) and say, that's one way to eat it. I think it's what I said. (laughs) It's rather rather tactful.
0: (sighs) Words hurt, (laughs) Stephen.
2: Even tactful ones.
0: Uh, So, Francie, what did you get?
2: Well, I got that same dish. I I started with the order of the cucumbers for the table to share as an appetizer. And it was interesting. They come in two little piles and they have two different toppings. And one of them is more kind of it had like a little bit of a sweet vinegar flavor, Mm -hmm. sort of a more traditional. I don't really like sweet pickles. It wasn't that intense of sweetness. Um, but then the other ones had what I am guessing was kind of a peanut sauce. Is that it what you think it is? It was miso
3: paste, I think. Oh, miso mm-hmm. paste.
2: Okay. And tho- man, those were really tasty. Yes. Loved those. Um, but now that I hear the one guy who I read say it was the best fried chicken he'd ever had, I got to go back and get the other appetizer. But anyway, we started with the cucumbers. I got the skimmon in which the noodles are served separately. They're cold and they're on a separate plate. And then you get this. Uh, hot concentrated broth for dipping, and that was. I'm. I have been thinking about this broth for days. Seriously, it was. I feel like Travis, just <laughs> <What>? fixated, fixated <laughs> on the idea of a dish. I'm to to ask s- you if you think about broth
1: <laughs> often, <laughs> I was like, please go on, because I don't know what you're saying about me right now.
2: You love something you do tend to do. reminisce love, about it I'm, for a few days. I'm picturing
0: Hannah and Travis staring into each other's eyes, and she's like, What are you thinking about?
1: <laughs> broth, pizza,
2: <laughs> it ooh, was
0: pizza in broth.
2: Oh, it this was so good. It had big pieces of meat, um, and and bamboo, which is the um, oh, I forgot the name. Oh, menma? Uh, I menma. think it's menma, yes. and scallions, little teeny tiny finely chopped scallions, and It was so good, and, of course, I ate it per the directions, which I read in advance. Just, you know, you twirl up some noodles on your chopsticks, and then you dip them, and then you slurp it all up. And at the end, they have a communal container, a carafe of the unconcentrated broth that you can pour into your bowls so that it then becomes drinkable because it's just too intensely, like, salty if you were to just drink, you know, the way it's served because it's intended to flavor these noodles. I really really wanted to do that, but I was so full after my enormous portion. It was great, and so I felt kind of bad leaving the the residue of the broth in the bowl. John, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pronounce this one, the the Tontonman? I think so, yeah. Okay, he got that one. He generally likes spicier food than the rest of us, and he said it wasn't as spicy as he anticipated, but it was just right, not overpowering and uh it was easier to eat than expected i think he might have been a little nervous about the chopsticks
0: uh we both got the tauntaun men uh travis and i are, you could call it tauntaun men you could cut them open and climb inside of them for warmth we don't have star oh, wars fancy <laughs> <see.
1: laughs> that was such a deep nerdy part. <laughs> that is an obscure reference to the
0: rest of us everyone knew what tauntauns <laughs> were but but we both got that on this last trip. I got it because that was the one thing I hadn't had, and I was looking over it, and <laughs> I was just kind of skimming the menu, and I thought it was basically the same thing as the pork shoyu, but with chili oil. But um, it's actually it's ground pork, right. and it's really a different flavor altogether. It, yeah, it's a variation yeah.
2: on the theme. Yeah, he said he loved it, and he would come back and order the same thing. Mm. And then um, Maggie and Deb both got the shoyu ramen. Deb got it with chicken. She thought the whole dish was very tasty. She got the egg, which she loved, but she graciously gave me half of the egg, so I got to sample it. And um, she said the meat was okay. It was not her favorite part of the whole dish. You know, She just sort of enjoyed the, the dish in its entirety. Maggie got the pork version with no scallions, And she loved the fattiness of the broth. And that is something that, you know, there's a silkiness to the the way the broth is prepared. And she thought maybe a touch too salty. And she personally wasn't crazy about the bamboo. But um, I'm not normally a huge fan of bamboo in, in Chinese food. But here the bamboo was cooked to such a tender, flavorful state that I actually enjoyed that quite a bit.
1: It almost like blends in with the noodles. It's like so mm-hmm, tender mm-hmm. and like soaks up the flavor of the broth so much.
2: Each of us really loved what we got and I think we each said we would come back and order the same thing that we had. And I seriously, am ready to go back and get another bowl of that's coming. And, uh, but I had to try the fried chicken next time.
0: Travis, I'm curious what you thought of the Tonton Men.
1: I'd never had ramen before, not, not like real ramen. And I'll be honest, I wasn't, like, jazzed about the idea of it. Uh, Full disclosure, you can cut this out if you want to. Uh, I went to the wrong place first. Oh, Um, I wanted you to talk about that.
2: (laughs) You went to a place I'd never heard of. Where did you find that place? (laughs) I can't wait to hear where you went. This
0: is the most us thing. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we're leaving this in.
1: So, (laughs) Francie picked Menya Rui. And my wife asked me, where are you going next for the podcast? And I said, it's a new Asian place that just opened on Southampton.
0: No, and this she- is about a year after it opened. Travis uh, has not listened to anything fancy <laughs> I have said about the, the place, but yeah.
1: And so my wife goes, oh, it must be Cafe Ganadara. And I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and never looked again. And we went to Cafe Ganadara, which is Fantastic.
2: I live off of Hampton. I've never even heard of that place. Where is it?
1: It's by Smoke and Bones Barbecue, like farther south. Okay. Loved it. I was texting you to thank you for picking it for the podcast because I loved it so much. And then as I was texting you, realized
3: that's not where I'm supposed to go. (laughs) Great choice, too. I haven't been there yet, but it's on my list.
0: When he told us this, he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it today. And, and he was like, and I'm going to have to you know, go to Menya in, in the meantime. And I was like, or don't. Just show up and... Give a, a little <laughs> mini-review of a different place in the middle of the episode. Well,
1: Stephen, I was very excited about meeting you, and I knew you were going to be our guest. It's like, I don't want to throw this weird curveball that one <laughs> of us is reviewing a completely different restaurant <laughs> while we have you here. I will say I was worried about getting to Menya Rui because of the hours. Mm-hmm. You know, 5 to 10, only Thursday through Sunday, but I'm very glad that I made it. So, yeah, that's my side note about I went to the wrong place first, um, but... When Nick and I went to Menya, I got the tonton men. I was expecting ramen to be like really like delicate flavors and like I'd never had it before. You okay. know, all I'd all I'd had was the brick ramen. And let's be honest, when you have the brick ramen, it's like this is beef and it's like, yeah, sh- kind of <laughs> it's salt, but it's so yeah. sodium experience. And so I was kind of expecting that with ramen where it's like, it's mostly noodles, but like as far as like a flavorful dish, I don't know if I'd call it that. I was so wrong. Like this men dish was just like a warm hug in a giant bowl, which wasn't great in 105 degrees, but I didn't it's complain at all because yeah. it was so good. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like blown away. I did have to ask Nick how to eat it because... They bring you this giant bowl filled with noodles and other toppings. Do I use the chopsticks to like eat the noodles first or do I just try to do it all with this tiny spoon? And that's when Nick was like, don't be afraid to get messy, which was helpful to me. And
2: I think it's considered polite to slurp. You know, we were all taught, you know, as kids when you're eating soup at home or go to a restaurant, you're not supposed to slurp. This is all about the slurping. Mm -hmm. It's part of the enjoyment.
0: They're like, get it all over your face. You can wipe it down later. It's just like...
1: I wish I hadn't been wearing a brand new shirt because I didn't know that about mm. A <laughs> uh, brand new white shirt, by oh, the way, when I mm-hmm. went to... Uh, I showed
0: up wearing a bib with a lobster on it. <laughs> I was ready to
2: go. You were the classiest guy there.
1: Uh, I did get the karage, the fried chicken. Oh, karage. I want to hear about Karage. That. Put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> dollar. Yeah, a dollar, dollar bank <laughs> Yeah, you want to go to We're Greece to
3: or Greece. not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I did get that it's served
3: with cupi cupi Q- Q- mayo, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> There's another dollar. Yeah. Cupi <laughs> uh, mayo and there is nothing wrong with dipping fried chicken in mayonnaise. It was great. The fry on it was really good. Like seasoning in the mayo like really helped brighten it up.
2: So is it like a chicken tender or I, I didn't see anybody eating like it when I was there.
3: chicken. Yeah, it's yeah. like juicy little chicken chunks, probably Chicken thigh, meat okay. is what I would imagine. That's
1: a better description. <laughs>
3: Something yeah, I learned:
1: <laughs>
0: karage is different from American fried chicken because it uses a like potato starch, like kind of like in between fries and fried chicken in mm-hmm. the flavor. But it's wow. very good, good breading. I
1: will say, all, like instead of salt and pepper, they have like salt and spice,
3: yeah. So they have like togarashi, which is like. Yeah, that's, I was
1: just getting ready to say that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> So I should have had you say it. One more dollar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there were reviews asking for a little bit more spice. And, you know, Nick said that his Tauntaunmen, like, wasn't that spicy. And mine, like, I was, like, breaking a sweat because I put that spice uh, in it and, like, mixed it in there. And, I mean, that it really made a difference.
2: Yeah, we didn't quite realize it was there. I think John probably would have liked to have uh, sprinkled a little bit of that on his. Yeah. So next time. Well, so here's the thing, etiquette-wise. Like, not to be gauche like Nick and take the whole bowl with me. Um, but, uh, so when I got to the bottom right, I finished all my noodles. I finished all the meat. I finished everything. All that was left was broth with the scallions. And there was a good amount of it left there. And I knew I could add the the other you know, communal broth to it. But I couldn't consume more. But I would have loved to have taken that with me. I didn't know if it was... Acceptable to say, Do you have a container, so I can take my oh, the rest of my broth.
0: You don't even have to ask; it's over by the water. What? They, yeah, they have a bunch of smaller containers. It took two of them to fill up both of my oh, uh,
2: your <laughs> or my, my one meal. Your variety. contraband yeah. carryout. Uh, okay, good. Well, now I'll know for next time because yeah, I hated to leave that behind. Oh, that would so be good. great to cook something at home with. Exactly, or your make some more noodles yes. and throw them in.
1: I slurped the bowl like I picked up the bowl and. And drink it. I don't Mm. know if I'm supposed to, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, I
2: think so. I think that's part of the whole
3: slurp culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do want to touch on the noodles really quick, too, to just say that for people who haven't been, the noodles have this really amazing chew to them Mm -hmm. that... I think people expect maybe the brick ramen. It's a little softer. Mm. It kind of falls apart. Like there's not a lot of chew to it, but it's the handmade noodles that they're making are just so amazing. Perfect chew. It soaks up the broth amazingly. So definitely get those noodles.
0: Yeah. There are a lot of great ramen places in St. Louis right now. Uh, Nami ramen is kind of my go-to cause it's nearby. We're talking about eating this in the summer during the winter. Like that's the only thing that could get me out of the house was just mm. thinking about trudging through the cold and getting that ramen is just making it worth the trip. Robata in Maplewood. uh, There's a place called Yummy Tummy also in Maplewood.
1: Oh, sold.
0: (laughs) Well, this is a place for you because they they also sell sushi and subs, so I'm not... (laughs)
3: I have gotten takeout from there one time. Yeah, and I was very surprised at the menu the first time I saw it. I, I have was sold. That you could place have out selling.
0: <laughs> I think that's a little too far into the cheesecake factory role of just like <laughs> well, don't I mean, you just focus on one or two things? And but yeah, I don't know. I'd eat it. Uh, Noodle House, Midtown Sushi, Nobu's, Corner Seventeen, lots of good options. But in my opinion, this is the best place in St. Louis that I've had. Wow.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think they're making the best ramen in St. Louis. Yeah, hands down. That's good. And for me, it's it's because of the (laughs) noodles and the broth, like the just exceptional level of both of those things makes it the best. And I love a lot of those other places.
0: For real. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like the vibe in there.
2: And as somebody who lives in the vicinity, I mean, it's really nice to see a place succeeding because that corner has seen a lot of different restaurants over a lot of years and nobody has quite made it. It's kind of a little bit tucked out of the way, but this place has really become a destination.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you want our listeners to come to your house? Are you lonely?
2: (laughs) You're like, I live
0: right by there.
2: I am not giving specific coordinates other than the restaurant is at the corner of Hampton and Marquette.
1: If she gives specific coordinates, then you could do a half-mile radius around the house and know what every (laughs) third pick is going to (laughs) be.
0: See, thank you for coming. I didn't bring this up earlier. I might interject this. Earlier into the episode, but I want to get back to your ambassadorship. Can you tell me a little bit about how that happened? You're with Deerbergs and is it specifically the restaurant at Twenty One C? No, or? it's Twenty One C as a whole. Okay, yeah,
3: Twenty One C STL, not Twenty One C right nationwide. Yes. Yeah, so those are the only two things that I currently get paid for, like uh, we were talking maybe before we were recording. I don't do this Instagram thing for money. It's just me posting pictures of the food that I eat and making friends along the way and sharing my life through food. And people have gotten to know about my dog and my husband and my trip to Greece and, you know, my time in New Orleans and everything. But um, these are two things that I agree to and sign contracts with um, to support local businesses. So mm-hmm. Deerberg's reached out. This was probably over a year ago now so i've been on contract with them just to do a monthly post um stories and something on my feed about something at deerberg sometimes they have a campaign so right now they're featuring um produce from local farms for example Mm -hmm. or you know barbecue during the summer things like that so i work with them just to do one post a month um so that is something that i make a little bit of money on and then 21c had reached out as they were prepping for the opening, there's five of us who are ambassadors for them doing social media work kind of on the side. Um, I'm the food ambassador, of course. And then they also have like health and wellness, community engagement, art, and kind of each facet of this museum yeah. and hotel, which is amazing. So I'm excited for them to open soon. I've gotten to try the restaurant last week, which was great yeah. and look forward to seeing the hotel in its full. That's
0: cool. Um, yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know 21c is a an art hotel you've mentioned that they have a museum inside of it my wife actually is the museum manager so like i've been seeing this process happening along the way and uh it's in the ymca and it's gorgeous building they've done a complete overhaul of it and it's just absolutely beautiful inside where is it part of town
2: it's right next door to the campbell house if you've never been there travis you really ought to check that where out where is
0: it <laughs> come on Francie give us those coordinates
2: do you know where the big library is downtown central where library All right. <laughs> you know where that burger stand
0: is that has the castle not White Castle but the
2: I think yeah. it's called they used to be exterior for White Palace that movie with Susan Sarandon a thousand years ago really yes anyway it's locust It's
1: downtown yeah it's downtown it's, <laughs> it's downtown
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the former YMCA on locust west of 14th,
0: east of 18th. We're going to cut all of this out. (laughs) 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 Thank you.
2: Thank you,
3: Travis.
0: (laughs) But yeah, the restaurant in there, I also got to try the other day. It's called Idle Wolf. It's Spanish cuisine. We went on like a soft launch kind of thing, and I was excited to try it. And I go and they're still, you know, as a soft launch is, they're still working things out. And so they asked us not to take any pictures while they were there. Uh, did that like, kill you? It killed me. Because <laughs> we got so much food. and It was all beautiful. And every time they put another plate out, I was like, reach for my camera. Steven, you know, I'm sure you got to take pictures. I did get God, to take pictures. I hate yes. you more and more. The
3: restaurant is officially open now. So. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I definitely recommend them. We'll probably do an episode on them. Sounds
1: yeah. great if you guys could just send me the address. I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, Steven,
0: Thank you so much for coming. You've been a great guest. Thank um, you
3: all for having me. It's been do you fun, have bro. final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. Menyorui is delicious. I think I um, hope people go there and really kind of take the time to get to know this is a really great, excellent ramen shop. I think people have had ramen maybe in their life in various forms, whether brick or at restaurants, but please go try Menyorui. It's excellent what they're doing there and even to watch their service and the way the team worked I got to sit in the kind of counter facing the kitchen last time and it was so cool just to see everything worked like clockwork
0: tell us again one more time where can people find you
3: people can find me on instagram steven eats stl steven with a ph so I don't know if there's a steven with a v who eats stl too but (laughs) s-t-e-p-h-e-n eats stl
0: we need to snatch that up oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Eat Me in St. Louis is produced by me, Nick May, along with Travis Randolph and Francie Futterman. If you'd like to talk food with us, find us on Instagram and threads. Just search Eat Me in St. Louis, or you can reach out to us directly at EatMeInStLouisPodcast at gmail.com.
2: Thanks for listening, and be sure to support your favorite local restaurants.
1: And tell Mitch, I said I.
3: I'm one of those people that can't eat cilantro. I, I taste, It tastes it's like of overpowering. yes will you guys alone. Oh, we could do a whole episode about how much oh I hate cilantro. Yes.
2: Thank you, Stephen. Thank yeah. you for being a food ambassador out yes. there in the wide world, spreading the word that yes. don't freaking put it on every damn thing, yes. assuming everyone wants
3: it.
0: yep Not thinking cilantro is like 30% of Francie's personality. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Same. Oh
3: my God. People
2: just don't understand. They're like, does it taste like soap? I'm like, I'd rather eat soap.